Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Postcard from the Past and Wardour Studios, this is podcast from the past, the postcard podcast. This is the podcast where we consider unnaturally blue skies, the car park in front of the cathedral, and grinning oversized good luck cats, as we discover the picture postcards brought in by my guests. And together we explore what it was that caused them to keep hold of these ephemeral cardboard oblongs. Each time I welcome to the studio two guests, and it's their postcards that act as tiny prompts to send us hurtling towards memories, mysteries, stories, or cul-de-sacs. I'm Tom Jackson, and I'm delighted to say that my guests today are comedian and writer Chris Neal and novelist Stephanie Butland. Stephanie and Chris, welcome to Podcast from the Past. Hello. Hi there. Now, Chris Neal is all over the comedy stuff. Um, he started his career producing radio comedy at the BBC. He's appeared on Just a Minute and lots of other shows, um, including memorably with the great Linda Smith. Uh, and Chris is still regularly to be found in comedy clubs clutching a mic, um, you'll most recently probably have heard him on the radio in the brilliant, um, possibly autobiographical um, uh, comedy, Woof, which uh, I think you can still get on the iPlayer right now if you, yes, if you run to it. they paid a fortune to buy them out for five whole <laughs> years. I'm living off the proceeds. It's dazzling. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> now, Chris comes to the studio today bearing a TW9 postmark? Yes. What's uh, that? Well, TW9 is not... Anywhere I've ever lived, it's not where I grew up, but I, I was born in Ealing in West London and then at the age of three, uh, because there was that plan at that time to demolish great swathes of London to build concentric circles of motorways, which I think I think the bits of the North Circular and the Westway are the sort of bits that we've got left, but our house was going to be demolished. And oh, my really? parents, Yeah, in West Ealing. And so there was a compulsory purchase from the local authority and my parents bought a little house in Teddington in the street next to my aunt and uncle, my mum's sister and husband. And Teddington's where I grew up. But Richmond, TW9, always felt the more glamorous <laughs> end of things. And it's where, as a teenager, I went when I bunked off school. I used to, I went to school really? in Twickenham. And then we'd, on Wednesdays and Fridays, my friend Emma and I would decide that we really didn't need to do Latin, <laughs> sociology and geography. <laughs> And we would walk to Richmond, cross the Richmond Bridge, go and have tea in the uh, country kitchen um, cafe at Dickens and Jones. How and civilised. And away in the afternoon. But her parents were quite rich, so quite often we went further than Richmond. And I remember when we were about 14, actually, we went up to Screen on Baker Street and saw Dance with a Stranger and wept over Rupert 
over its beauty for, you know, a good couple of hours and then came home and, oh, busy afternoon, Mum. Wow, that's elicited every way. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it is. And then Richmond became, when I was a late older teenager, where we'd always go to, you know, to sort of hang out and... And I still, on a spring day, a day not so dissimilar to today, if I walk along the river from Richmond Bridge towards Teddington, that's a very Proustian thing for me. Very Proustian. Very good. Well, you can't can't get rid of that postmark then. No. And, Chris, do you still send postcards? I don't, I'm afraid. Get out. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike every other contributor to this show, (laughs) I'm afraid I don't. No, well, people don't. People don't. (laughs) I'll move on then, swiftly. <laughs> Stephanie. Stephanie Butland is a novelist. Um, her novels include, amongst others, um, Letters to My Husband, The Other Half of My Heart, uh, her novel about life in a bookshop and beyond, Lost for Words, and most recently The Woman in the Photograph, um, which is a compelling, timely story of uh, the early days of militant, radical, um, vi- visible feminism in the early 70s, um, and how some things have changed since then. Is that right? <laughs> yes, and many more have not. <laughs> <laughs> it's timely because also uh, you, you touch on the 1970 Miss World, which has just recently, I think coincidentally, been made into a, a film, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, entirely coincidentally, but I'd be really interested to, to kind of enjoy their take on it because it was such an interesting moment. In your book, it's a kind of, uh, it's a moment, it's, it's, a, it's a defining moment, really, mm, for the, mm, for the photographer so, character, so. Veronica. Yes, yes, absolutely. Very good. Now, Stephanie comes to us today with an NE65 postmark. That's right. That's uh, coastal Northumberland. So I grew up in Northumberland. Uh, I came to London to do my degree and stayed for 20 years. And then 10 years ago, I moved back to Northumberland. And um, what I love is the beaches and the sky. Just the big, 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 big sky. Um, In Northumberland, if you go walking on the beach... A, you need a hat and scarf, right. even in, you know, July. <laughs> but B, if there are four people on the beach, it's crowded and you kind wow. of go home in disgust and go, God, it was so busy at the beach today. So it's just a wonderful, peaceful, nourishing place. So you've always got a clear head ready for your writing. Exactly. Nothing can get in the way. Exactly, no. Very good. Now, Stephanie, when did you last send a postcard? Oh, I send postcards all the time. Do you? I do. Listen I to love... this, Chris. I'm so Listen glad you're here. <laughs> Listen and learn. I love post. I love getting post. I love sending post. I have um, friends and goddaughters and, and godsons all over the country, and I send them postcards, and they send oh, them back fantastic. to me, so it's lovely. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we found you for today. <laughs> um, before we see and hear about the cards that Stephanie and Chris have brought along, I'll give you a quick one of mine. This is, of course, a postcard from the past card, like I do on Twitter and in the book. Um, an old card from which I've taken just a bit of the message. Um, so we've got a card here. It's an, it's an Italian card. The date is unclear. Uh, but it's a very, very... It's a multi-view, as they say, four images. Impossibly blue skies. So, frankly, in Italy, they, they might be real. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. You, you see those skies in pictures of, uh, I don't know, York Minster, and you know they're not real. <laughs> um, anyway, this one says... Um, the bit that interested me is... Oh, it just seems a, a rather sort of... Um, Brutally realistic reflection on, on, on our lives, really. It says, This is all I seem to be able to manage. A card on holiday and one at Christmas. We must do something about it. 
This could be a line from, from, from <laughs> one of your monologue-style shows, couldn't it, Chris? I suppose if it's an acquaintance, it's all right. But if it's your lover, it's very depressing postcard to receive, yeah. isn't it? I think it's distant friends, isn't it? People, you mm. Yes, it's the sort of thing you normally say, oh, we shouldn't just wait to a funeral till we see each other. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So in a way, it's quite good they mm. send a postcard. They could have waited till one of them died. <laughs> yes. That's true. But also, they're not just thinking it. Oh, God, the postcard. But last time I wrote was Christmas. They are saying yeah. it. Yeah, so they're saying Maybe that's the cure. Well, maybe starting. they've got to the point of having written 15 postcards when it all gets a bit meta and you can't <laughs> yes. think of what to say. Yes. So it has to be about the writing of the postcard. Yes. Yeah, yes. there's a moment when you're writing all those cards, you realise, actually, it's OK to write the same message. They're not going to see each other. So you can, you, know, you don't have to come up with something unique and personal. <laughs> that's true. Yes, you know, that's true. If you went to the museum, you can tell everyone you went to the museum. <laughs> well, I've got to remind you at home um, the images of all these cards um, are going to be on the blog, postcardfromthepast.co.uk, to be able to see that we're not making it up. Now, Chris and Stephanie, you've got cards that you brought along with you. Cards are, are plenty, actually. Um, Chris, let's start with you. What's the first card or set of cards you've got with you? First one. Uh, the first one is a card from my maternal grandfather sent to his mother. Um, I can't... Uh, the post, postmark is 1937. Wow. Um, and when my grandmother... Uh, his wife, he, he died in 1952, he was very young. He died in the as one of the people that died of the Lond big London smogs. Oh, gosh. And um, his wife lived for another 35 years. She died pretty young. But when she died, um, I was left... She hadn't left it to me, but I, I, didn't, I somehow took it for my own. This collection of postcards, of which this is one, it's a postcard album. Um, most of the cards I think we'll probably talk about later, but there's this one, so from my grandfather to his mother. And what I'm quite interested about it is that my grandfather is a slightly mythical character. He's remembered by his daughters, my mother, who's now nearly 76, and my aunt, who's about to turn 79, is in this kind of very, obviously very... They're still very... I think his, uh, his death, his early death, was the most profound thing that has affected them both, and that has kind of carried on through the family. But what I'm interested about this card is that he, he sends it to mum, but the woman he calls mum actually wasn't his mother. Oh. He was born out of wedlock to a woman who my mum and my aunt grew up as knowing as auntie, who lived in Hastings, and I grew up knowing as auntie Hastings and was dazzled the day <laughs> when I discovered that actually that wasn't her name. Uh, I thought, what are the chances she's called Hastings and lives in Hastings? Wouldn't life be simple? <laughs> Um, and he was born out of wedlock in, well, I've always thought it'd be 1910, but actually I found his birth certificate online the other day, and I think it might be 1911. And um, we don't know who his father was, and we don't really know what happened to him and how he ended up with this family, um, who also from Hastings, but moved to Ealing in the 1930s. And he grew up with his family as his family. Um, on his deathbed, the hospital authorities wanted to see his birth certificate. And at that point, it was revealed that the family he thought to be his family weren't his family, and the woman he knew as a family friend, auntie, down in Hastings, was actually his birth mother. Wow. Um, so I find that very touching. Unfortunately, it's very hard to read. It's in pencil, but it's from Bournemouth. He was... Now, he, he might have been there with my, with my grandmother. They courted for seven years, um, and they couldn't afford to get married. And then my grandmother found herself pregnant and or they found herself pregnant and um they had a bit of a shotgun wedding and this was all a bit of a family scandal so i don't know they were certainly with each other at this point whether they somehow were on holiday i don't know but he wrote this postcard now my parents now live not so far from bournemouth 
And this is a view that I recognise from Bournemouth. Curiously, he also says on the back that he's he's on his way home the next day and he might stop off in Winchester, which is where oh, okay. my parents, whenever they come up to Ealing, for my father to go to Brentford, which he supported since the 1940s, um, will also stop off at Winchester right. there and back. Um, the old stopping points remain the, all the same. All the stopping points <laughs> stay the same. He also says the thing which I'd forgotten. You were talking about postcards. I'd forgotten this. And I remember this as a kid when we had holidays in Devon. He, talked, he said, I posted you some cream. Oh, was that oh, thing yes, where yes, you yes, send yes, clotted yes. cream as a little gift? Yes, but you just couldn't buy it anywhere other than I mean, God knows what state it was in by the time it got to you. But very popular, or right up to yeah. the seventies. Yeah, mm. yeah, and I remember getting that from people when, well, my family getting that, and then and us doing it, and of course now you, it's not. A I thing. didn't know it started as early as that. There's well, the, yes, the, they said the I posted, clotted cream, the clotted trade. cream, <laughs> and also I wouldn't have thought it was as far east as Bournemouth, but no, there you no. go. Um, but he sent some clotted cream, and he said he had a. I, it's very hot. It's in pencil, and I find it. He said it's very hot. And he's blown a front tire on something, oh. and uh, but he'll see her the next day, and he hope he's well. Hope you are well, Jim. I notice there's no kiss, um, but I, I just find that because it wasn't his biological mother. I mean, it was his mother in many ways, um, but I, I, and it's a mystery that has affected my my family on my mother's side ever since. But you, it's a complicated context for it. But you've got all that context, so he, the meaning is all. I mean, every every piece of punctuation has validity and meaning to you. Yes, it's funny, you know isn't it? The story. There's that thing, isn't it? Because, I mean, he wrote it and wrote it to mum and, and yet someone here 80 years later is going, oh, well, that's something slightly different. And, and, and actually, in preparation for this, I went to see my last remaining great aunt, who's 95 in a couple oh, of brilliant. months. Um, and she's my grandmother's, his, his wife's uh, last remaining sibling. And um, and and it was funny talking to her about rather than talking about, about nanny and, and this man that I never know what to call because he died years before I was born, but calling them Vi and Jim, and it suddenly made them quite real. Right. And uh, I'd taken these cards along and I showed her, and she sort of looked at them and slightly, oh well, yeah, it's a postcard, <laughs> and. And I thought, oh no, because these people were real. And I said, yes. what was he like? Because uh, you know, I've, I mean, apart from photographs, and she said, oh, you know, she said, she loved it. She was very lovable. And he had gorgeous dark eyes, and and it was just sweet. She actually had this thing. She said, I always think of him. Was on top of her wardrobe. She sent me to a wardrobe. On top of it, there was this couple of old bits and pieces, and then there was this dusty party hat, a cardboard party hat, with a little sort of red feather in it. And she said, so she was eight years younger than my grandmother. But they shared a bedroom in West Ealing, their house in West Ealing. And she said, whenever your nan and granddad were courting and they would occasionally have money to go to a dance, I would always say, Vi, bring me a little treat home. Because she said at a dance in those days, at the Palladium in West in Ealing Broadway or wherever it might be, she said you would get, you know, there'd be things. It wouldn't be like going to, there'd be streamers okay, or yeah. there'd be something. <laughs> and she said, one night, Vi came back probably at some god ungodly hour, like 10 o'clock or something, I should think, <laughs> and with this paper hat, uh, which my Aunt Joyce has kept wow. ever since, since 1937. Brilliant. And oh. she still has it, which is a rather lovely thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. An yeah, another piece of paper. Yeah. Of, of mm. no value, really. Yeah, but, but it's astonishing. sentiment yeah. of memory. Yeah, it is. I feel slightly teary even thinking about it. The That's fact that she's kept and survived through the war. Because that was designed to... And... Just be chucked away, wasn't yeah, it? After yeah, yeah. It was just a little memento for the night, and you'd been it on the way home. Yeah. How amazing! Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad we prompted you to. Well, no, thank to, you. To refine that family connection. That's brilliant. <laughs> well, thank you, Chris. We're, we're going to come back to some more of your family okay, cards, yeah. I think. Now, Stephanie, you've um, you've come a long way, so we've allowed you to bring a lot of cards with you. <laughs> yes, um, thank you. Where where shall we start with your uh, pile? 
Um, I don't How about to... here? Yeah, let's start with this one. So... These, are, these are well-loved cards, by the way, they I can are. see. They are. They've, um, they've been kind of propped up against things or stuck on mirrors or, or kind of over the last... Are you a writer who has cards in front of them at, their, at your desk? I've or... got Yes, I've got sort of cards to my right. I've got largely blank things in front of me. Because, oh, well, you know... sometimes with good reason. <laughs> <It's yes. best. laughs> That's your job, to fill yes, out the ideas. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, so this is a postcard of a kind of upside-down bronze... Well, no, it's the right way up, the bronze pot, but it looks like an upside-down spider. This is a serious museum um, card, it is. It, it is a serious museum card from somewhere in... Uh, it's from Rome, in fact. Yeah, from Italy. Very nice. Um, and it's to me, um, when I lived in Wimbledon, and it's it's dated the 16th of September, 1993, and it says, Thank you. Best wishes, Andrew Motion. Ooh. And uh, I know. Good <laughs> Good work. Good work. Um, so Part I... of a long correspondence. <laughs> <you had there. laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, so I, when I look back, uh, I realised that uh, Andrew Motion's biography of Philip Larkin was published in 93. Ah. So I think I would have got it for my birthday, which is the 1st of July. Um, this was the year after I graduated. And so I think I would have read it, enjoyed it, and written him a letter. And actually written a letter, you know, on paper. Proper letter, yes. Sent it to his publisher, and this was what I got in return. So it's just very pleasing. And is it from... Uh, did he post it in Rome? Um, no, he posted oh, it in London. In British stamp, isn't it? Yeah. So he must, yeah. Have, yeah. A, he must have a pile of cards. Stash of cards, yeah. yeah. But he's, yeah. He's, just, he's selected one carefully for you. I believe so, yes. yes. <laughs> Do you know if, that, if that, the image on it pertains in any way to what you... What you might have said. Looks a little bit like a sort of um, chamber pot. It does, doesn't it? (laughs) An an ancient ancient Assyrian chamber pot, I doubt. A very smart chamber pot. (laughs) Well, the finest. No, 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 it's too late now. (laughs) Yes, no, I don't know. I I mean, I'm sure I just... I just... I may have reminded him, actually, I probably did, that when I was probably about 12 or 13, he came to my school and read Ah. some poems. Ah. And I stayed behind to talk to him because that's what I was like so uh, yes and that's a good me- message for writers it do, do do those school trips yes, yes. Absolutely. you might get a remember. postcard 20 years later yes. yeah, yeah it's worth it it's worth it uh, now funny we... you say about Philip Larkin I was like, last night that's the most peculiar thing you've just broken my dream I had a dream that I went to this this ha- it was it was like a sort of Philip Larkin world really? it, yes it was like at the, the Jeffrey Museum in East London they had different rooms of what different bits of different houses Philip Larkin had lived in and there was a bathroom and you were allowed to use is Lou, and there was a sign that said this very loose seat. So Philip Larkin spent many hours sat on very happily, wow. and it flushed and everything, and that's what woke me up. So I'm very excited. So that's oh, yeah. Was his jazz record it. collection there? Didn't see his jazz record. It was oh. mainly Go about back. the toilet. Go back. <laughs> <laughs> mainly about the toilet and suggestion of racism in the distance. Right. Yes. <laughs> the echoes of unpleasantness. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of grim curtains. There was a well, dismal we... bedroom. I remember. We definitely give a thumbs up to Andrew Motion then for, for bothering. That's really good. Yes, and we and do, well done absolutely. to keeping it. Because yeah. these things can get lost over the years. Mm, mm, yes. Now, you've also got some cards, a sort of a, a, a triplicate of cards, a I trio have of cards. A triplicate of cards. So these are from 1997. Um, so my. Dad was then and still is a keen cyclist, and in 1997 he cycled from Lands End to John O'Groats with some of his cycling buddies. Gosh, that's not um, that's not mucking about. Is it? No, no, he still does it. So a couple of years ago he went to oh gosh, Rhine, the Rhine or the Rhone, one of one of those. Uh, so he, this is this is, but I think this might have been his first kind of long cycling trip. So at the time I lived uh, in Wimbledon and I had two small children who were one and three, and my dad sent them postcards. Brilliant. So I brilliant. have three. I have one. 
one of Land's End John, the Land's End sort of sign with how far it is to everywhere on it. I have one. He's setting out his stall there. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I have one kind of cartoony one. They're having fun on a Peak District cycling trail, and there's a poor cyclist being chased by a bull, almost run over by a steam train, cycling down a cliff, and then cycling into a wheel. But there's also boxes to tick, aren't there? So you, I guess you tick oh, them as you go past, yeah. almost. Oh, yes. So it's a bit like those ones that say having a nice time, having a horrible time, yes. <laughs> filling yes. your own ones. But, yes. but and are those places that he's, you should um, tick? Yes, yeah, so there's Derwent, Tiss- Tissington ah. Trail, High Peak Trail, Tatton Park which I guess is the railway, Cheshire Cycleway, Scott Valley Trail and Manifold Way. Uh, And then the final one is uh, a picture of a pig looking through a fence and it says, good morning. My dad famously likes pigs. Oh, okay. So uh, got he He lucked in at the postcard shop. (laughs) He did, he did. In fact, on his, yes, on his first postcard, he says, ready to start, 2.30 Saturday, and then in brackets, we'll send better cards. Very hot with headwind, grander. And I kind of love that, you know, he's, 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 you know, he's writing to two small children, but also he's not sparing the cycling details. Brilliant. So how does, do we, do we track the journey through the messages? Well, we, uh, there probably were more, but these were the ones that, uh, that I found. So, uh, yes, this is, so by now we're in the Peak District, so I guess we're well up. Oh, yes, yes. At this point. Not how day, long did the whole not day two, is it? it? <laughs> <laughs> no, because no, it's uphill, isn't it, from Land's End? Yes, it's uphill up, all up the Lisa, way. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Did you tip off at the end? Quite. <laughs> um, I, th- I think it probably... Well, this is the 15th of June. I'm not sure that we've got a postcard on the... Uh, postmark on the first one. Um, so, yes, this one says, Wednesday, travel to somewhere, about 15 miles northwest of somewhere else, possibly Macclesfield. Very sunny and Granda got sunburnt, but did 90 miles on bike. Love Granda. And then he's drawn a little picture that says Granda on bike with an arrow. Very good. So, uh, yes. Gosh, I think if I was cycling that much, my hands would be wobbling so much. (laughs) (laughs) Much as I love sending postcards, I'd struggle with that. And I do look like, you know, when I I think about, you know, he was was travelling with a bunch of other guys they were pitching their tent they weren't they weren't staying anywhere sophisticated so we would have had to go and find a shop yeah, and buy a postcard the find and a stamp find a post box and all the good rest good work and then although actually now I look this is also postmarked the 15th of June so perhaps his uh, system so was a bulk, sophisticated <laughs> it's a bulk postage she might have planned even better than we thought <laughs> oh this is Tuesday okay very hard headwind oh. this is the pig so we don't actually know where the pig is from um, very hard headwind over uh, oh, over Old Seven Bridge, camped at Chepstow in a basic campsite, brackets, one toilet and a tap, close brackets. Good detail for children, they love I that. I know. <laughs> then even better, tent pole broke, so tent fell down, exclamation mark, and then there are two little, exclam- two little illustrations, one with a tent up, tent, grander, and then next to it, there's the broken tent pole, it says flat tent, and then it says grander hopping mad. Yeah, love actually, Granda. That sounds funny, but actually, your tent pole breaking—that yeah. <laughs> is horrific. not fun. Yeah. I mean, w- no. what kind of a night? Are I you feel that have? must have happened a while before, so he could process the misery <laughs> of it. <and> <laughs> <to> <laughs> his grandchildren. I'm almost seeing the funny side, <laughs> but not quite. <laughs> yes, I think the illustration, which has got little kind of lines to demonstrate him sort of jumping up and down, is probably more accurate than he would like to. Admit. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't an artist, was he? No, no, he no, he's... no. It's an excellent. No, I think it's, it's. I think it's really great having this sort of trail of postcards. Yeah, yeah. No, you, know, you, was, you will track lovely. me by my postcards. Mm, it's terrific. Mm. Oh, well, thank you for that. I'll Pleasure. do another quick one of mine, um, and this is a. It's the kind of place you might have passed through on that trip. Actually, oh, yeah. this is Simon's Seat, Wharfdale, Yorkshire. 
Mm -hmm. oh, a good picture, actually. Yeah, it's rather lovely. Very, it? very, it very faded color. sort of mm. colour. I don't know if it was ever any better than that. 1966, uh, 22nd of February, since you ask. And, um, oh, yes, the message is on this one. It's uh, sent to Sheffield uh, from someone called Winnie. You get a lot more cards in the past from people called Winnie than you do now. <laughs> and this one said, We had Molly and Austin for a short week, and it was nice to see them. Though I was running at the nose, etc. Like a fountain most of the time. Got through all paper hanks <laughs> and onto kitchen and, underlined, toilet rolls, double exclamation mark. So there you are, sort of early... I'm quite excited by Kitchen Roll in 1966. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, um, yeah, no, I, I, this very odd. I don't know. But uh, that's the detail And Austin could be a person or a cat or anything, really. Is it? <laughs> yes. A car. A car, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I don't yes. know. I, if I got a card and someone said, I've had a bad cold, I, I don't care. No. It's just not what I want to hear. And that's a lot of detail, isn't it? A lot of detail. Yeah. The, the, you know, they want you to be in no doubt of just how runny they were. If they'd started with bigger handwriting, <laughs> they needn't have gone into <laughs> that. Got into that detail. <laughs> maybe that was the early days of disposable, wasn't it? So maybe they're kind of showing off. Showing off. Look at me oh, with, all my, uh, okay. with all my handy andies yes. and kitchen roll. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Quite Princess Margaret. Yes. <laughs> I don't remember kitchen roll till... 1st of January 1970. <laughs> no, but I don't, it doesn't seem like 1966 to me. Not that no, I, I feel... Strong memories of 1966. No, no. Maybe. Who knows? I feel like when you think about it, it's only a roll of absorbent paper. It's not... <laughs> yes, not really that revolutionary. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> when you think about it. Maybe but I am with you thinking, I never knew things were so good. Yeah, yeah. But I like the abbreviation Hanks. Hanks, Hanks yeah. for handkerchief. Yes, I'm so over handkerchiefs, I can't even be bothered to write them out. In the yeah, Hanks. It's all about tissues. Yeah. Now. Must be busy at Christmas. Thanks for the Hanks. <laughs> hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Podcasts from the Past, the Postcard Podcast, and my guest today are comedian Chris Neal and author Stephanie Butland. We've received a postcard. 
And this postcard comes from Miss M. Hubble of Oakmere, Cheshire. And Miss Hubble says, uh, these are her answers. One, true. Two, 1963. (laughs) I'm sorry, Miss Hubble, there's the wrong answers. Better luck next time. (laughs) Right, Chris. We've now got more of your family cards, I think, from the, yes, we from, the from the Neil Horde. Uh, well, from yes, on the other side, actually, on my uh, on the, from the Lauren Horde. Um, yeah, in the bulk of the um, uh, collection of postcards are to my grandmother's sister Dorothy uh, from her friend Betty. Okay. And it, I don't know if, if the correspondence the other way exists somewhere out in the world, but most of these uh, are from uh, Betty, who I discovered from Joyce a couple of weeks ago, uh, was very well-to-do, and her family had a very nice shop in South Ealing Road, and they lived upstairs, and she became a missionary. Um, <laughs> and a lot of these cards... It's interesting you say about the, the speed of things, um, because some of these cards... I, I couldn't put them all together, but I know I've read before where one card, she's obviously posted on day A, it's arrived on the morning of day B. Dorothy has written back and caught the post on day B and uh, Betty has written back on the evening of day B and it arrives on the morning of day C. Um, I think there was a time when you could be even swifter than that. Yeah, I wonder if there's that even... Was, I read somewhere, I was looking into this, but three posts a day and I thought, my God, if you really... I think at one stage this... you could have invited someone for tea, they could have replied... And you could have cancelled. <laughs> the best bit. If I was alive then, I would have, I'd have done that every day. <laughs> well, you see, that would have been more interesting because most of these cards, I have to say... Now, Dorothy, when you look at photographs of Dorothy, um, my Aunt Joyce said, oh, yeah, she said she had a sleepy sickness. I guess, what? Sleepy sickness. And when I got home, I Googled this, and then one of it's like encephalitis. My mum mm. thinks that she had... Um, oh, what's it called? Uh, when you have fits... Um, epilepsy. Epilepsy. Okay. Uh, and she died. My Aunt Joyce is one of those people who insists that people make too much of a fuss. She's always been one of those people. So she said, I said, oh, but she, I said, she doesn't look very well in the photographs. Oh, she was absolutely fine. She said she was absolutely fine. She just spent her life thinking hammer, hammers were blowing into her skull. But apart from that, she, I said, well, that sounds pretty horrific. She went, yeah, well, when the war came, she really couldn't cope with it. Anyway, she ended up, she couldn't cope with the sound of the bombing, not unreasonably. Um, but Joyce was having none of this. And she ended up in a, um, in, in a sanatorium or some sort of hospital in, in Streatham. OK. And she was there for a week and my grandmother and Joyce went to see her and she said, I'm not getting any care and she was in a terrible state and she died a few days later at the age of 27. Oh, goodness oh, me. Um, and anyway, but most of these cards are from Betty and most of them are about having seen them at each other at church. One of these cards said... Um, uh, so, yes, she said, I hope I haven't sent you this postcard before, because, I mean, there are hundreds of them. I said, I can't remember. Hasn't it been cold this week? <laughs> I have at least sorted out wearing stockings, which I thought, oh, well, actually, was that, I always think about that with wearing long johns, so I thought <laughs> I, I, I would probably put that on a postcard. Family trait. Uh, <laughs> um, I hope, a lot of them are like, I hope you're feeling better, because she was obviously always not very well. Uh, one of them says, uh, "There is, dear Dorothy, there isn't any news to. Uh, 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 sorry, there isn't any news to tell you, as I saw you last night." <laughs> but she so, still but wrote. she sent a postcard in the morning oh. to say, "I've got nothing to report." Oh, but I think the reason it, it's quite yeah. sweet, and I think the reason I think Dorothy's life was probably a bit miserable. I think Dorothy had, you know, Betty's family by by Joyce's accounts were a bit better off, and a lot of these cards are 
of stills from Snow White. Oh. And Snow White, uh, actually, I discovered, was released in, in Britain 82 years ago today, March the 12th. Today that we're recording. Today that we're recording. What an amazing coincidence. And all these postcards are from 1938, and they're of scenes from yeah. Snow White. And it's funny, isn't it, when you look back... But some, one of these is from later in the year, so they do go... This one is from the 25th of November. And my first... Which was the one talking about wearing um, stockings. And my first feeling was, what, no mention of Kristallnacht? <laughs> well, <laughs> but, of course, yes. that's the thing. You know, you look at history as if it was somehow... You, you know, you just this was this awful thing that happened somewhere else. You probably weren't even aware of it. And actually... Yeah. I've spent the last four years utterly obsessed and utterly miserable about Brexit. When I was looking through my diary last night, it hardly ever gets a mention. Oh, that's mm. interesting. Mm. And I wonder if it, I'm not sure that Betty was particularly thinking about Kristallnacht, but, you know, it's not surprising. You, yeah. you, you want to see postcards, don't you? you? go, isn't that Hitler chap awful? Yes. But actually, yes. it isn't about yes. that. It's about she's complaining about the trees taking a buffeting on Ealing Green and yes. that kind of thing. I sometimes, to interrupt briefly on that yeah. subject of being mm. sort of... Um, Passing history in the corridor rather than seeing it face mm. on. Mm. I do. I, I, I look out for that, obviously, in old cards. And you'll get the passing reference to the 1966 World Cup. Mm. Mm. And there's one I've got which, uh, which makes me laugh, which um, I've actually mentioned on this show before, but it amuses me, which is some people who said, um, uh, set the alarm to watch the moon landing on television last night. It's obviously from 1969. And they say, however, I can't remember the name, Dave, um, switch the alarm off and we woke up 20 minutes after it was over. <laughs> and I, that, for me, that sums up actually yeah. how we experience history. Yeah, it's actually, out there, it's out it's there, out but there. we don't it's get it. It's sort of going, and also it can be quite annoying. I remember on the day that Nelson Mandela was released from prison, after all those decades in prison, mm. I mm. worked in the duty office at BBC Television at the time. It was mm. a Sunday, I remember, and it had been a very oh, quiet yes. day. Yes. And then they cut away from the programmes to, to go live to South Africa to see Mandela walk through the gates with Winnie Mandela. The lines lit, the phones lit up. Hundreds of people furious that Antiques Roadshow had been taken <laughs> off air really? for such an irrelevance. They were utterly livid. That's awful. Well, my, my... Underpinned, no doubt, by some <laughs> racism. I think there might have been quite a lot of that, isn't there? Well, my oh, best God. friend Louise and I were watching that broadcast in, uh, I think, my room at university. Were so you? We were oh. very happy to see it. You sure you went with somebody who rang did up? Not, we did not <laughs> ring up. <laughs> you probably like, thank God we're not watching yes. Hugh, Hugh Scully again. <laughs> but it's interesting what you say about about postcards and history. But I suppose, I suppose the joy of a postcard is that it's it's uniquely situational, isn't it? Mm. It's like today yes. I had egg and chips, and actually the fact that today I had egg and chips is more important on a postcard than the fact that Nelson Mandela was. Yeah, really. absolutely. Yeah, they're kind yeah. of uncon uncontextual like that, aren't they? They yeah. are, mm. and they're almost a diary entry. I am mm. here. Yeah. Ju- yesterday I saw this. Tomorrow I'm doing. They're quite a short window. They tend yeah. to describe. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, by definition, they don't have the big picture. Mm. Mm. But, but that's. I mean, you're you're absolutely right. You you do have to still look at that big picture and see what was going on in the world then. Yeah. Well, I think I, I suppose the nearest to it was that because you were sending these pictures of Snow White, which I guess probably in 1937 in Ealing or 1938 rather than was a pretty exciting event. And whether Dorothy's family would have ever had the money to go to the cinema, I don't know. And Dorothy obviously didn't work, so she wasn't bringing any money in. So whether that would have been a thing that happened to her, I don't, this might have been the closest she got. They're, they're, well, they're so they? beautiful, these cards. In, in fact, she sometimes comments the whole card is about the quality of this card of oh. Snow White is better mm. than another one that she's sent. Because if, if they weren't your cards, they'd be quite collectible as cards, I think, those. Mm. Yeah, People I imagine they probably them. would be, But yeah. they're far more important to you as, as family uh, What, compared objects. to money? No, not really. <laughs> so... 
Um, and then actually, this the other one I brought in finally. I just, I, I'm just because of the um, longevity of our monarch. I find this astonishing. So this is another card from Betty to Dorothy, and on it is a, is a photograph of the young Princess Elizabeth. So she would have been about twelve there. And I think, oh, she's still there. She's still. I, yes. I think we will have a big sort of psychological shock in this country when mm. she finally goes. Uh, and on the, there's no mention of of, of Princess Elizabeth, um, but th- this one has got a bit of a mystery to it. In that she says, "I'm so glad that you're able to see the floodlighting and that you enjoyed it," but no reference to what was floodlit. <laughs> oh. So I've no idea what it was that was floodlit. And then she said, "And I don't know if this is a non sequitur or if it made what, what sense." What time of year is it? Sorry. You can't actually see uh, the postcode, uh, postcode, uh, the postmark on this one. It's very annoying. I can't, I can't, I can't make it out. I can't out. think why you'd have floodlighting in Ealing. Well, no. And then she goes on to say, I had to line, and this is the next sentence, so I don't know if it is connected. She said, I had to line up for 25 minutes to get into the station. So I wasn't home until 4.35. Can you imagine? <laughs> exactly. Um, but I, oh, this is very sweet. And I thought how small the world was for some people. And she said, I had a wonderful weekend. But we didn't see much of Weybridge, which was a bit of a shame. <laughs> That's a great line. We didn't see much of Weybridge. <laughs> I know. There's Dorothy sitting in the house, in, the, in their house owned by the Salvation Army in West Ealing, thinking, lucky cow, Weybridge and floodlighting. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> floodlighting. Yeah, I don't know what it would have been. Unless, well, no, she's saying that Dorothy saw the floodlighting, so it must have been fairly local. But what that had to do with the train station, I don't know. I did see a reference to floodlighting on a card from the 60s and they were talk- They, I think they meant in that case the Christmas lights in Regent Street oh, and they right. said have you seen the floodlight but I think that's just I think that's one person getting it mm. wrong rather I mean than... can you make anything of that of that oh, postmark I, I mean I it really Stephanie's is eyes I... are better than mine I should bring a magnifying glass I know well I tried to do it with my phone yesterday but didn't actually it's help. like 11.20pm 18th of May 1937 18th of May May mm. we'd have to do some oh, digging that around and that mm. is uh, 49 years to the day until her sister died my grandmother good uh, lord um, oh well then May so floodlighting was summer's night I don't know something what it would have been in the park maybe well I suppose if she's park. having if she's if she's having a jolly down in Weybridge you wouldn't yes. want to do that in the winter would you you wouldn't <laughs> do that in the best weather maybe at White City or something I don't yeah maybe Mm. Yeah, I, I, I wonder if it's more. Yeah, like a. Like, I wonder if it's like a, an event in Walpole Park or something that you know they were always going to things in Walpole Park. Mm. Well, one of the nice things I think about postcards is the fact that because people write, it's a small area to write in. You do tend to get more questions than answers. Yes, mm. but yeah. that's nice in yeah. some ways. No, it you, is. you can yeah. choose to go down that avenue and explore it, or you can just live with that uncertainty. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Oh well, look. Thank you so much for sharing those no, cards. Your you. family, Chris, these are really. Really precious, actually. And yeah, the cut, they the, are. They're beautiful, the um, Snow White cards. They are really lovely. And they're lots of film stars as well. Was lots that the of... first big Disney film? Or was it the first I Disney think film? It was the, isn't it the first full-length Disney I film, think it Snow White? Was, right. yeah. I think it was, yeah. But, and it really hit with a bang, because there was sort of merchandise and cards like this yes. straight away. Mm. Yeah. They didn't mm. wait. A bit like Star Wars. Well, it was like they only used to come out every seven years, didn't they? Because I remember when we were kids, so I was born in 1968... And I remember knowing, like, two years in advance when Snow White would come to Twickenham Odeon. Right. Because there was no other way of seeing it. And it was mm. on a cycle of every seven years. Oh, OK. Really? And that was the first one we saw, and then there was oh, Dumbo. And so then they kept so re- they a, repeated them every seven a years. repertoire that would just... Yeah, would come through. Mm. And then, of course, there'd be new ones that yes. were sort of filtering through occasionally. But that I remember that was so exciting because it hadn't, in my lifetime, it hadn't been shown. And so I'd, ne- I'd become obsessed with Snow White. Very cool. <laughs> Which I think it's was very telling. It's lovely as well that they had such a long correspondence 
via postcard. Like they didn't write a letter once a week; they wrote a postcard most days. Yeah, There's most days. About that, yeah, and I also it only lasts for a year or so. It's oh. a thirty-seven. Th- I mean, I don't know whether there are loads that just got binned that somebody mm. thought mm. I can't keep all of these. <laughs> um, but they, they, they are often just those sort of that year, really. And of course, it's one-legged. You've only got yeah. One side whether of those it. are yeah. whether even Dorothy was well enough to write back, I don't know. It may right. have been a very one-sided oh, correspondence thinking about it. Because there's lots about oh, I saw you at church. You didn't look well. Saw you at church. Yes. You looked a bit better than you did the other day. Yeah. This kind of thing. Mm. So whether Dorothy wasn't up to uh, doing much. Okay. So it's, it's really kind that she was mm. doing that. Yeah, it's it? lovely. It is, well, a, it is a kind. As thing, Joyce said, she went off to mm. become a she went off to become a missionary. Went to Africa and everything. <laughs> Very good. Well, we'll 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 leave them there for the yeah, minute. Thank you. And um, Stephanie, you've got one last. We're still on family cards, actually, aren't we? So we've got some cards of yours here. One one, one last card of yours. Yes, yes. So this is another a, mystery. I think another mystery. It's a postcard. Um, it's not written on, so I think it's when you could go to a photographic studio and have a photograph taken, but then have it put onto a postcard rather than. Uh, and it's of three real photographic. Real. I think yes. And it's, I would say it's probably 1950s. It's black and white. Three well, women. Fashion historians could pin that to the day, I I'm think. I'm sure it's they could. Really good examples of these dresses, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Three three young women, one of which is my grandmother, the the one in the top left here. Oh, the yes. other two, no idea. Absolutely no really? idea. Um, yet it was in a box of family photographs. My mum is kind of the curator of family history. It's in her box of photographs. And this is your mum's mum, is it? Uh, this is my mum's mum, yeah. So I took it sort of around the family and I asked all my aunties and everybody. No, Nobody has the faintest idea who these other two women are. So I guess they'd be friends rather than relatives. Yes, or, uh, although apparently there is a, a branch of the family in Carlisle, which obviously, you know, we lived in the northeast, so obviously the northwest was would have been kind of a journey away. So, um... well, But you don't blot them from your memory, though, do you? Oh. <laughs> No, apparently They look quite not. serious, don't they? They do, they do. As your yes. grandmother, there's a little bit of a smile. Yes, on. yes. There's, there's, is it just a studio? There's no, there's no sort of there's reason a, for it, no? Kind of a, yeah, it seems to be. One of them is event. sitting on quite an ornate chair. But it looks, it's summer, isn't it? They've got summer dresses. Yeah. Yes, They yes. could be at the seaside. They could have yeah. gone to get their picture taken at the seaside yes. studio. I've got, on yes, my, on my dad's possible. side, his, his grandmother her at South End with some friends in the 20s where they were obviously a, a dressing up box of, mm, yes. of clothes mm. which were lent to them, these kind of old dusty old Victorian frocks and there mm. were these three girls. So, so mm. it could be, obviously they were in mm. their own frocks but yeah, yeah. it could be, couldn't yeah. it? So, the memento um, of a day out. Yes, but it's I find very it... nice. She, she, the, the one with the clearest look actually is your relative there. She's got yes. Real, yes. She's fixed the camera. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, and it's it's funny. I mean, obviously she was much older um, when when I remember her, but I absolutely recognise her. I recognise that look. Did, did, but you, this didn't emerge until after after your grandmother died. No, it was just in a box of things. So you could never ask your, so, your no, grandmother. No, no, I asked no. my mum, but we've we've got no. My mum's kind of traced our family tree, but we couldn't work out who these well, people. If might they are be. friends, well, it'd be indeed, very very indeed. hard to find, wouldn't it? Yes, yes. sort of people you might bump into on Weybridge, you know. <laughs> It's wow. a weekend out, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> in the bits you hadn't explored. <laughs> yes, yes. But uh, but no, I find it interesting because this is very much, you know, my, my, my mum was one of five and her parents were one of, you know, I think my granddad was one of 13 and my grandmother was one of three and, and this great kind of sprawling family and uh, we have this great sprawling box of bits of paper and, and photographs and things, uh, which is kind of our history. And then my dad was an only child and um, I've just brought for, for an ex- a comparison, really, a photograph from his side of the family, which is a sort of mountain of people <laughs> sitting on a rock and we're looking behind a sort of what looks like a kind of apocalyptic preacher and um, 
Yes, I can't imagine. There must be a couple of hundred people in this photograph. There are two at the top. They've got a little cross on top of them. And then if you turn it over, it says on the back in my grandmother's lovely handwriting, Dad and Mum, Albert and Louise Dobson, Devil's Causeway, near... Port Rush. Port Rush, yep, Ireland. So, you know, this is the level of family history we get at the other side of the yeah, family. My yes. grandmother who recorded... And we used to laugh. We used to laugh about her putting crosses above people, but now you just think, oh, well, that's... That's handy. Actually, that's really handy. She was really looking forward and thinking, well, there will, there will be yeah, a time when people way. are looking at this photograph of 200 people and thinking... Why should I be looking at this? Which one am I meant to be interested <laughs> in? Yeah, can you can you spot about? your grand your grandparent? Are they both in it? Your grandpa, your paternal grandparents? They're, they? they're the ones with the crosses, mysteriously. Oh, they're, oh, they're. Do you know when you said crosses, was like you meant like a church cross? Said, I thought you were holding no, no, some no. sort of holy cross. No, no, no. My grandpa blithely ah. drew on all photographs. Some of them got arrows on. And, that is uh, astonishing, isn't it? That's yes. an amazing photograph. Yes, it is. It is. It, it is a church group of some kind, isn't it? It feels like it. That it sort of... feels like it's definitely got that sort of vibe, hasn't it? So maybe, uh, yeah. Is, 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 is only Port religion Russian... would make you bother to get together and do that properly. <laughs> yes. is, is that Northern Ireland, Port Rush? Is I that, thought is it, it was. Is, it, yeah. is that where your, your grand... No, no, there's no, there's no connection at all. They just went for the weather. They obviously went for a... <laughs> <laughs> They went to make a human pyramid on the Devil's Causeway. That is amazing. Yeah. That's a wonderful photograph. But we're looking at photographs here, and of course you have a particular interest in photographs, Stephanie, with portrait photographs, mm. with, with, you know, what you were doing in looking at and discussing in The Woman in the Photograph, where you kind of look at the idea of photography and portrait photography yes. and, and the intrusion of it and yes. the importance of it. And yes, you yes. must have reflected on this a lot in recent years. I did, I did. Well, I was, my, my dad actually was, was, uh, is a very keen amateur photographer and uh, when I was growing up he had a, a dark room in the loft of the house. Oh, lovely. So I grew up sort of knowing and understanding uh, what photography was and how it all worked. And, um, but then when you see digital photography coming in and when, you know, I've got 9,000 photos on my phone <laughs> and, you know, it's Don't just... Bother. I don't want Ridiculous. to see them. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was thinking about how a photograph has gone from being a precious, unique, special thing that captures the moment to just something that is so utterly, utterly throwaway. And I was thinking about if you are if you are the photographer and you are the only photographer and you have the only camera, then 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 the photograph you take becomes the truth. Right, because Doesn't you're it? the you're the one doing because it. Because you're the only one doing it. It's yes. not like we've got six hundred different mobile phones all took a photograph of this incident and we can piece it together. Uh, so that was what I was thinking about when I when I was thinking about the woman in the photograph of, of you know what what photographs tell us and what they what they hide I suppose. It's funny as well as you don't you don't have to go back very far mm. to find that the record of whatever it may be mm. is surprisingly limited. Yeah, you know you yeah. watch you watch. Um, uh, a BBC programme about the swinging 60s, and you're going to see those same shots of yes. that guy in that jacket going down Carnaby Street because yeah. there aren't 500 clips of these things. There's mm. six, mm. and they use the same, mm. use the one that's in focus. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, 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 uh, but that may change now in the digital world, except all our digital stuff is probably all going to disappear and then we'll have nothing. Don't you think? I mean, yes, because yes. there's nowhere it's all held anywhere, is it? I mean, those, yeah, I mean, sending text messages, which would have been the equivalent to these postcards. Mm. You know, a conversation. I ha no one's going to be holding on to those 80 years from now. No, I don't know Putin can't doing. be reading them all. <laughs> I mean, he'd be very bored. <laughs> Another one has come in. <laughs> I did. I can't remember where it was. I did have a conversation recently with somebody who said that they kept all of the text messages from the early days of their relationship with their now husband. Oh, they wrote nice. them all down in a notebook because I'd forgotten this. There was a time when you had a mobile phone, but you it only had the memory for 10 text messages oh, and then if you wanted to get any more you had to delete them so she's made a kind of physical record that's wow that's what reminded me when we had email introduced at the BBC in the mid 90s my lovely boss at the time Jonathan James Moore 
didn't really understand what this was, but it was, it was it was insisted that he had to start using email rather than sending memos around. So we all received a memo one morning to say that Jonathan would be sending us an email that <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> well, you used to have that thing, are you on email? You know. But we're in the, I think we're in incredibly, although we all think we're very adept with the digital world, I think we're in such an early moment of it mm. and we're so bad at it and so... Yes. Um, irresponsible with it and, yeah. and unsafe with it. Yeah. Well, I think there were, were there 40 years between the invention of the printing press and the first book? So there were 40 years when, when oh, there was right? this invention and we're kind of figuring out what oh, to what do with it. Actually do and that's, what I, that's where I feel we are with the internet. It's like, we've got it, we're all using it frantically, but at some point somebody's going to go, could you believe people used to send those things called emails? Oh, you think it'll be much more sophisticated? I, yes, well, I hope so. I think it's more of... worrying about what other things that people have been sending each other. That's the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> in the emails would be like, oh, that's the Ladybird book, end of things. Yes, yes. No, I'm, I love I love what the digital domain offers us uh, uh, as far as I understand it. I think it's terrific. Yeah. Mm. And I can't, mm. I can't, I literally can't imagine not being connected. No, no. And that's, no. that's a bit scary that you, you, you know, it's, it's not just about whether we had Kitchen Roll in 1966. Mm. I, can't, mm. I can't imagine not sending text messages or you know, not being able to take a picture on my phone. All those things. I just, and... Twitter, mm. which is I look back I've had and great think, oh, I used with. to read a lot more. Did you? I'm, yeah, definitely, definitely used to. But when I think about you know going to work every day, well, I didn't have a phone to look at. I didn't even listen to me. You'd read a book. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do yeah, on the bus true. or the train. That's true. I read yeah. so much more than the I would commuting do now. read. Yeah, mm. and now it's a commuting podcast. I hope <laughs> beautifully done. <laughs> Well, that sounds like a good place to uh, to, 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 to thank you both well, thank for bringing you. these cars. These thank have been really you. interesting. I mean, we've had um, uh, bicycle trips. We've also had a lot of personal family stuff, which I really appreciate because mm. these are stories that belong to you, but you've, you've shared them with us. Uh, so thank you for sharing them with me and with our, our listeners. Uh, another reminder for everyone at home, you'll be seeing images of these on the uh, blog, postcardfromthepast.co.uk, including uh, the relatives and the pig and the snow. <laughs> white and uh, one last one from me in the past postcard style this is a bridge it is can you tell me which bridge that is is that lambeth it is lambeth mm, bridge correct it's got a nice beveled edge it well, has uh, yes a deckle edge oh, as i believe it's known oh that's Excuse lovely you know that <laughs> 1965 just the year before a kitchen roll came in <laughs> Recycled postcards, that's where they went. <laughs> so educational. This is uh, a uh, postmark from Broccoli, south-east London, uh, and going to Glasgow. Now, uh, what did I find interesting about this? Nothing at all. No. It said, Dear friends, I had a lovely journey, and now I am here with friends who are very good to me. But I shall not come to Scotland it is such a long and costly journey, I just cannot afford it. Please do not be angry with me. Wow, that's so sinister. And those friends in Broccoli sound like they've got them in a cellar somewhere. Well, I was just that's thinking they're having such a good time in London. <laughs> do you think it sounds like that? I think they sound like they've been kidnapped. <laughs> you think it's, yes, there's yeah, a code in there yeah. somewhere, isn't there? My it? friends are very good to me, but I shan't be travelling anywhere. <laughs> Broccoli's got it all. <laughs> Weirdly, as we started with Larkin and your bizarre dream, my daughter lives in Broccoli. So, oh, does she? Yeah. 
Very good. And it's funny, it's one of those places, when I, I live not far from Broccoli in, in, in Peckham Rye, and Broccoli is one of those places that I, actually, that's the earliest mention I've ever heard of Broccoli <laughs> in, in all historical records. I don't think it existed until about 1990, and there it is in the uh, 60s. It's one of those places people go, oh my God, you've not moved to Broccoli, it's lovely. <laughs> but there used to be nothing in Broccoli, and now it's quite fashionable. Well, my so. father went to school in Broccoli. Oh my God, you're going back even further. <laughs> yes, considerably further. Um, very good. Well, before we let Chris and Stephanie back out into a very nice, actually, Soho afternoon, um, I've got one more postcard for you both to have a look at, <laughs> if I've got this right. Don't know if you've seen one of these before. Perhaps you can tell me what we've got here. Oh, is it a... Wow. Do you want to play it? Is it a song? Oh, look, it's, like, it's got... is it. Is it a single? Can we share the picture oh, with the listeners? What are they seeing? Oh, so um, we're seeing a woman in a <laughs> carrying a... Well, a sort of slightly campy, militaristic, <laughs> yes. sort of French gendarme, but also slash stripper. Yes, kind I was of say, I think it's, yes, if, it, it's if a man was wearing it, he'd definitely it? be a drag queen. Yeah, it's yeah, a woman yeah. who's wearing Absolutely. it. Those feathers are excellent. She's got excellent feathered hair. A lot I, of feathers at the top, and a sort of but a huge sort of rather elegant rifley type thing yes, in her left hand that she's sort of leaning rifle. on like a like a walking stick. Yes. <laughs> but as, as, as you were rightly pointing out, Stephanie, this is not a normal postcard. No. So if you if you there's a hole in the middle as well. Yeah, there's there's a bit where the where the the light falls differently, where it's kind of grooved. Yes, so it's like a single. Wonder whether it's a single. A single. And I remember actually oh, as a kid it? having those very sort of sometimes you get kind of singles that were different colours or very floppy, oh, yeah. flexi-emotional yes. things. Yes, flexi discs. Well, this is definitely a postcard. Mm. It's got room for a stamp. Yeah. Um, mm. Now, if we ask uh, young Tom Berry very nicely, he might be able to do something with the technology, and we can hear it. Ooh. <laughs> Quite a well-known tune. So it turns out that rifle is a whistle. Yes, yes. <laughs> so that's that's kind of bogey, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. this is like yeah. which I, I remember from Bridge Over the River Quiet. Yeah, she wasn't in there. <laughs> no, I'm just, I, no, it was Alec Guinness, surely. Unless <laughs> it's Alec Guinness in a very pretty on a very pretty day. Very versatile actor. <laughs> Lovely legs. Well, I always say the same thing. Not bad for a piece of cardboard. Yeah, no, that's pretty good quality. I don't know if it's stereo. Yeah, no, it's, it's, in, got... it's in both ears. Mm, definitely. I don't think it is stereo, is it? No, I don't think okay. so. No, but it's... Stereo it's... came in the same time as um, kitchen, kitchen rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely kind of depth of sound. Yeah, it? I love it. I love it. But I'm very mystified what that image has got to do with Colonel Bogey. Nothing. But as you know, the front of a postcard very often has nothing to do with the message, so. That's true. Well, as the cardboard lady in blue <laughs> continues to rotate at exactly 45 revolutions per minute, that's it for this time on Podcast from the Past. I'd very much like to thank my first-class guests for sharing the postcards from their pasts, Chris Neal and Stephanie Butland. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Bye for now. postcards with their messages posted every day on twitter do follow me at past postcard and you can buy the book postcard from the past by me tom jackson at amazon and all good booksellers and if you're looking for podcast production check out wardorstudios.co.uk
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.